0: Hello, 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 welcome to the It Is What It Is podcast, powered by The Riot Report. My name is Josh Klein, I am managing editor of said Riot Report, and if you're looking for new episodes on a Sunday, we have got you dog. First practice that the media was allowed to attend was this morning, Sunday morning, and we got the opportunity to talk to Matt Rule after practice about what a Matt Rule practice looks like. You can read my dispatches from that first training camp session on theriotreport.com with my thoughts on Omar Bayless, Curtis Samuel, Teddy Bridgewater, um, and who else stood out. But a lot of the talk today and over the next few days is going to be about what a Matt Rule practice is like and just how different it is from a Ron Rivera practice. And uh, we saw it, and you'll hear about Rule talk about it um, in today's press conference. Hope that you enjoy it, and we will see you Next time on "It Is What It Is."
1: Woo-hoo! Matt, David Newton, uh, I wanted to start off talking about your practice and the energy and the um, what, where, where does your schedule and what you do come from? I mean, and Second part of that question is when the music stops, because you got it loud out there a lot of times, for you to talk, what does that mean?
2: Um, you know, I usually play music like, you know, two two periods a day. Um, usually, um, you know, it's a team setting so that, um, you know, there's some sort of distraction there, much like a game. You know, when we're in the individual periods or other periods, you know, where there's a lot of teaching, obviously I don't want music playing then. And then you know when we do that, if there's like you know there's always something you can correct or point out. So I'll I'll yell stop the music and try to make whatever point you know I need to make. Um, it's really pretty organic, you know not you know not something pre-planned. Sometimes I do it, sometimes I don't. Um, and then uh, in terms of practice, um, you know um, it's just kind of the way when I was a player at Penn State under Joe Paterno, and then worked for Tom Coughlin. I mean the, the practice that we're doing is just kind of how I was raised in football. You know that th- just seems really just kind of seems natural to me you know we just want to move efficiently from drill to drill and and uh have great energy work really hard and then you know get out of there you know we don't want to be on the field um longer than we have to but we're going to make sure that while we're out there we you know we have put great reps on tape
1: and that's joe Uh, we saw uh russell okunley practice early could you give us the update on
2: (laughs) yeah sure um yeah um they they uh they wanted to just him into like we had like the pool thing down there so
1: um
2: you know we, we uh we uh practiced him for like three quarters of the practice and then kevin wanted at the end to take him down and just make sure he was working on the, in the uh in the pool to finish practice so um he's had some like uh lower back just tightness you know just you know kind of you know coming off of uh, coming off of the off season and all that so we've just been smart about ramping him up, you know, not making him go the the full practice, but getting him as much, you know, getting him a little bit more each day and then when we're done trying to make sure we get him in the water and, and deload it. So Ke- Kevin and our training staff have done a nice job of putting a good plan together for him.
0: So uh Matt, just to just to clarify, that was a planned exit from him when he left?
2: Yeah. Uh according to the trainers, I mean they told me that they were gonna take him, you know, and then so he, sometimes he uh Sometimes Russell pushes it a little further. You know, he says, "Hey, I want to go a little bit longer." But um, yeah, he, he's he's going to probably do that the next probably the next week
0: or so. Matt, um, I we noticed the the quarterbacks are wearing green jerseys as opposed to the normal kind of red jerseys. Is that um, what what's the the symbolism behind that or, or the reasoning for it?
2: Yeah, I mean, to me, red, red denotes injured uh, in my brain, <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, my quarterbacks have always either worn, you know, orange or green. I'm, red to me just means, hey, I'm, a, I'm an injured player. So, you know, we want our quarterbacks to stay healthy. So put them in green and, you know, just just uh, not, nothing else other than that.
1: Hey, Matt, uh, back on Russell, I don't think we asked you uh, about uh, kind of the agent's comments about how he had really given some serious thoughts. And, and, you know, health stuff that he's had and was going to be continuing to keep a close eye on uh, the trending with COVID. What conversations have any of you had with him and what have they been like?
2: Um, you know, obviously I'm not going to go into detail on anything I talked about with him, um, just, you know, out of respect for him and his family, but he, he's a true pro. I mean, he, this guy is a true, true professional and he has, um, since day one, communicated to me in a way that, you know, is just, is, is superb. And, you know, when it comes to all of the stuff with regards to COVID, whether it's coaches or players, you know, I've said all along, like, everyone's got, everyone's got to do what's right for them and their families. And so he, he's, he's communicated great. Um, He's a true pro and I'm glad he's with us. And, um, you know, I think every, every, all of us, all of us in society, I mean, I think we all have to keep an eye on, you know, what happens as we move forward, you know, so, uh, you know, he's out there and and, uh, we're
0: really excited to have him. Matt, this is Josh Graham in the triad. Uh, I just wanted to get your feeling about the slow ramp up because every coach I've talked to in college and most of the players we've caught up with have said that they've actually enjoyed the ramp up more than they did in past years in normal circumstances. Do you think that's something you might want to adopt moving forward post-COVID?
2: Well, you know, the, um, the this sort of come in um, – you know, the, the eight days of acclimation, the four-day ramp up into tomorrow's contact period, the days off. I think it's brilliant. I think it's, um, I think it's, you know, from a sports, science, medical type of a deal, it's exactly what players need. Um, it's, it's important to, 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 to microdose them early in terms of, you know, not having guys, you know. And guys are training, but everyone's in a different place and they show up. And, and then in day two, you're, you know, you're out there practicing full speed. For, for two hours. And, and that's different this year. And I think it's much better. So, um, I don't get to make those decisions, but I thought, I thought I, I if someone asked me, I would say that I think that this schedule has been really, really a good one. Matt, you, know, you talked a little bit about the energy, um, within practice. And I think that that's something that we could all notice just watching it for the first time. Do you, do you feel like players and coaches, they've, they've kind of stepped up to match you and your energy and what you bring to the theater. How, how has that worked? No, I don't think it's anything about me. Um, you know, I think our players, they're competitive, and they like football, and so, you know, we're trying to do, you know, we have some, we start practice off with some competitive periods, and um, you know, the minute it's like that, they get going, you know, they get going. I do believe from our coaching staff perspective, I tell our coaches all the time, like, you know, let's, let, let's, let's make sure that we are the energy that we want to see from the players. Let's make sure that we have the level of detail. You know, we're not rah-rah, we're not out there, you know, high-fiving, and, you know, and it's not, you know, we're coaching and giving details, so it's a matter of, having great effort, but also having great, you know, detail and coaching. And I think when, as a coach, when players know that you know what you're talking about, they listen to you. And when they know that you have their best interest at heart, they trust you. And so um, it's a, it's a, it's a balance, but you know, at the end of the day, and this is what we love to do. I mean, you know, we sit here in meetings and, you know, we get in the building at 6am. We're here till eight, nine o'clock at night. Like the, the one time we get to go have fun is practice. So we try to make practice fun, competitive and tough all at the same time.
1: Hey Matt, Steve Reed from the uh, Associated Press. Um, Quick quick for you, Um, you guys made a few roster moves today, and uh, Andrew Valera was one of them. And I I imagine you probably saw the hard knocks episode. And um, but yeah, just uh, your your thoughts on that, and you know, you guys bringing him in as well. Yeah, I mean, uh,
2: he's someone that Marty identified, you know, um, as as. the guy is, you know, a big, you know, F tight end that can get down the seam and be a, a, a receiving threat. Um, so you know, we uh you know that was that was coming from the personnel department. He came in and he and a couple other guys came in and, and try once he lifted the tryout ban, came in to try out. And yeah, I, I did see the hard knocks. And um, you know, th- those are those are, you know, brutal, gruesome, you know, meetings when you when so you know, it's like like when you get, you know, you get let go from a job. I mean, you know, it, it is emotional, and so I thought, uh, you know, I understood where he was coming from with that. I know he's battled back from an ACL injury, but you know, just like all of us, you know, when one door opens, one door closes. When One door closes, one door opens. Excuse me. And so now he has an opportunity here, and I'm excited to get to know him and work with him. On that Matt. note, Matt, have
0: you got Elena going? Uh,
1: Matt, just wanted to clarify, we didn't see Kirkwood and Hemingway out there. Just wanted to see if there's any injuries or anything going on there.
0: Yeah,
2: um, Kirkwood. Kirkwood's uh, Kirkwood's out right now with a uh, shoulder clavicle injury, and um, will be out will be out for you know several weeks. And um, Hemingway is out right now with uh, a head injury, and you know it's day to day.
0: Coach, you mentioned how tough those meetings could be letting somebody go. That's not really something you had to do a lot of in college, so how do you expect that's going to go being in
2: the NFL? Well, I've had to do it already. And um, I guess, you know, obviously, obviously I don't like it, you know, um, but you know, at the end, at, you know, at the end of the day, um, I don't like it. Cause you, 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 know, the work and the effort and the, and the, and the, and the um, time that those guys have put in. Right. But, you know, this is a unique year, especially it's, you know, numbers year. There's, there's only 80 guys on the roster as opposed to 90. So, you know, we had to make some tough decisions early, made a couple yesterday. But, you know, um, job's a job. And we've got to keep moving forward. And, you know, as I tell our players here, um, you know, we want to treat each other with tremendous respect. And we know that, we know that you know, there's going to be tough decisions made. There's going to be times where we have to let somebody go. There's going to be times where we move on from people. But um, while we're together, we can treat each other with respect. And when that time comes, we'll do it as respectfully as possible.
0: Coach, we've heard so much about the speed and talent your offense has at its,
2: its skill positions, but there's been a lot of turnover on your offensive line, and at least to us, there's a lot of uncertainty surrounding that group. I know you've coached O-line before. How do you adjust on offense if your offensive line maybe doesn't offer enough time for big plays to develop down the field? Um, I mean, I'm expecting our offensive line to be good. Um you know i'm expecting our offensive line to, to to control the line of scrimmage run the football and, and protect um i think the thing about big plays is um most big <coughs> excuse me sorry most big plays in the nfl happen because really because of missed tackles you know they happen you know they you know every once in a while there's a you know like a bomb thrown over people's heads and that that does happen but a lot of big plays come from just being really efficient uh, not beating yourself people getting tired and an explosive player makes somebody miss and so I'm I'm really just looking for everybody to do their job, get better, improve. Um but I I like our offensive line group and I know we have a great offensive line coach in Pat Meyer and um I think that they're going to uh I think that they're going to become a cohesive unit that works together and plays together. Uh, obviously we have a long way to go but but as they stand right now, you know, I'm I'm, I'm happy with those guys. And on that note from a sorry and all that note from a team building perspective, the offensive line is so often the tone setter for the attitude of the team as a whole. Uh, given that this is your first year and the team is looking for an identity under you, how do you coach physical toughness into your offense? Well, you know, that's a great question. I think one of the biggest things is, is, you know, if you want a fast team, you get fast players. You know, if you want a, you know, a big team, you get big players. You want a tough team you go get tough players. And I think, uh, the guys in our offensive line group, there's a lot of guys who are physical, who are tough. Um, you know, it, it'll come down to practice. I mean, you know, when we put the pads on, we have to be physical up, up front. Um, but it, it's just way easier when you go get guys who you know, hey, this is who they are. This is their brand that they love to win the physical battle. And so, um, I think I think we found those guys. Um, you know, they're not always they're not always like to name the name that people hear. You know what I mean? But 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 they are the blue-collar tough guys that, that make things happen. But then, again, then we have to practice physical. We have to run the ball in practice. We have to do those things. And so, um, you know, we've, we've had two, two helmet practices, two, you know, shell practices. We'll put the pads on tomorrow and, and really start to get started on building the physical identity of our team. Matt, this is Brett Jensen with WBT. I'm just curious because you lost uh, 50% of your, uh, your starting secondary. Is there anyone jumping out or making a move in the secondary? I I think it's too early, you know, to to say. Um, I think um, really this phase, even like this whole week, I think it's really going to be about guys truly starting to understand exactly what's asked of them. Excuse me, and then I think you know into that second week, that third week, that's when I think you'll really see people accelerate. So I've been pleased with the group. You know, Justin Burris, T.J. Green, Eli Apple, some guys that you know I, I didn't have. You they, either they're new or they didn't have tape on. I think they're doing a really nice job. I think Dante Jackson and Trey Boston are two guys that you know are uh, working hard every day. You know, all the young players we brought in. I, I think that's it's a it's a good group. We have a lot of speed back there. Guys who played some football. But I think they have to kind of really grind through this week and 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 really you know continue to build on the details of what we're asking them, them to do. And then I think starting next week we'll really start to see you know who's accelerating and who's not. Okay. Do you have a depth tra- Do you have a depth chart right now for the secondary? Do well, I have a depth chart? <laughs> yeah, I mean, do you yeah, have a depth chart in the secondary right now? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, we go to practice and and yeah, we have ones, we have twos. Um, I I would tell our guys <laughs> that. Um, you know, it's not, it's not set in stone. Like, You know, I, I kind of tease to them like, Hey, you know, those, those, those aren't tattoos, you know, like, like we, we really don't know what anyone can do yet. Uh, so, you know, when I say what everyone's do, we have a good feel for it, but some guys are really going to take off. So uh, we we put guys out there. We try. if you watch practice today, you know, we try to do a nice job of really rotating guys in, making sure that really, you know, places where we have 3D, we saw them on tape because we have to make some evaluations without preseason games, you know? And so, Practice became that much more important this this year. So yeah, there's 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 a depth chart, but um, but uh, you know, at the end of the day, I really want to see who can do what this week and really start to settle in on some things in the coming weeks.
1: Hey Matt, on practice, Taylor Moten said that you guys sort of dance two and a half hours into an hour and a half. Is that <laughs> kind of the is that the goal, and is that something you've done at all your stops? Yeah.
2: Um, all I know is kind of what I know. So like, this is what I know. Um, I don't think of it as that. I think of it as just, you know, Hey, we're going to go 90 minutes. We're going to go an hour. We're going to go two hours, whatever it is. And we're going to just maximize our time. I think if guys, you know, maybe people have been somewhere else that, you know, there's some tr- other people that, you know, believe in practicing differently practicing maybe a little slower. I, I you know, so maybe that this seems like a stark contrast to them. But to me, this is, you know, like really, if, if you came to a Baylor practice, we would have been, it would have been 10 times faster because we weren't in a huddle. So, um you know sometimes joe gets a little kind of laughs at me because i get a little antsy like get the play and let's go get the play and let's go like so i just this is what i know i think you know if 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 it's a little bit faster at practice when you get to the game it feels way way slower then you know hopefully you're in better shape hopefully you can fly around <laughs> but um yeah so i you know i, I just think that that's kind of that's kind of really what i know and how i've always done it and um you know i want I don't want practice to ever feel like the drudgery. You know, I want guys to go out there and let's, let's, man, let's rock. Let's go. And <laughs> when we're done, let's, let's get, get off the field and let's go recover.
0: Hold on, everybody. We're going to take two more questions. Two more questions.
1: Hold yeah, man. This is David again. Um, speaking of that, uh, you've been known in the past to put on a helmet and pads and get out there and challenge guys, bowling the ring things. Any uh, chance we'll see that uh, when they put on the pads tomorrow or sometime in the near future?
2: Not a chance. Those days are long gone. These guys are way too fast and explosive, and uh, there's not a chance.
1: (laughs) Hey, Matt. uh, Jonathan Alexander. I hope you're doing well. Um, Hey, Jonathan. A couple of players talked about being able to, uh, you know, pick Luke Keekly's brain. I'm curious, you know, how much is he being able to help out with on the field stuff and what does he what is he having that you know what does he add um, to your players
2: um well I think you know Luke's a humble guy so I mean I think you know having a guy guy like him around is great I think the biggest thing for me is you know Luke's getting started as a a young pro scout I think he has a great feel for it I think he's a great feel for identifying players and he's a worker. I mean, he's been grinding at this. He's been he's been working at his job under, you know, Pat Stewart and Marty. So I think he's going to be a real resource um, to the organization, both in that job and then, you know, obviously just getting around the players all the time. I'm sure, you know, they'll always appreciate the opportunity to talk to Luke and you know, everything that he's meant to them.
0: All right, we'll one more question. Last question from Josh Klein. Hey Matt, um, I was wondering just after the first few days in uh, in helmets and shells, you've seen a difference in what Will Greer looks like in real life versus what you saw on tape. Just your overall impressions of him uh, since you've got gotten into camp.
2: I um, <clears> thought Will had a, a nice day today. I think um, you know, with a completely new system and no OTAs or anything. You know, the first couple days, um, you know, things can be swimming for the quarterbacks, you know. Um, but I think he, Will's done a nice job, hit a big, you know, hit a big play today. So uh, he, he's another guy, you know, I just want him to get really comfortable. I want him to continue to, you know, work through kind of the, the system, the offense check, the mic points. And then when when the time comes, you know, you know, when he's comfortable, we'll really see what he can do. And, you know, I had a chance to play against him in college. i Always oh, had a lot of respect for who he is, and yeah, I think he's a successful football player.